0: welcome to another episode of a need to read i am your host for whenever you're listening to this and my name is ed cunningham i'm sure you know that if you're a returning listener or if you're new here welcome thank you very much for listening in this podcast today is going to be a little bit different i'm not reviewing one book in particular i'm just going to give you a list of books that will help you at work Most people have jobs, if you don't, sorry to hear that, I don't know what your circumstances are but maybe you'll get one in the future or maybe you're lucky enough to have retired, who knows. But the whole world will tell you to start your own side hustle and really you don't necessarily need to, there are a lot of things you can do just in the sphere of working and reading can certainly help that, you don't have to be starting your own business to read books that are going to push you on in your life so let's talk about them but quickly before we do that let's just talk about the sponsors of the podcast now i'm proud to say that BetterHelp sponsor a need to read and that has enabled me to sort of push people towards going to therapy and there's hundreds of people that have done it through a need to read and i'm so proud that that is the case because therapy will legit change your life on the subject of work-based books let's talk about work-based stress without that i would never have gone to therapy so i'm thankful for it now but i know what a pain it can be so if you are one of those people that struggles at work with stress then therapy is a very very viable option for you and better help make it super simple to be matched with a therapist in a very short space of time 48 hours for me it was just five but they say 48 as a caveat you just have to head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and you get 10% off of your first month. Now with the sponsor chat out the way, let's get in to the episode and talk about these books. So books for work is, I mean, it's a bit of a weird subject, right? Because I think on Instagram and everywhere else. People keep telling you to start your own business or this is great for self empowerment. But the truth is not everyone wants to start their own business. And some people want to climb the ladder, some people want to perform well in their jobs and I think that is a great thing to do. You should try and be the best version of yourself in whatever sort of situation you're in, whether you want a manager's position or the position above you. Books can be a great way to sort of aid your self-development that will just make you stand out from the other people at your office having reading as a pastime is super super important if you think about the CEOs of the world like people Bill Gates uh, the guy who runs Spotify I can't remember his name but he reads 70 books a year that's a lot of books and some people would be like oh my god how's he got time to do that well he makes time So let's just talk about how you can make time to read if you're in a working environment. You get up at whatever time you get up at. You probably get sufficient sleep. Or if you don't, it's probably because you're watching something on the telly before you go to sleep that keeps you awake. So there is time that you have to read. You could read on your lunch break. You can read before work. You can even have a sneaky read at your desk. I used to do it and I used to get away f- with it. So I'm sure you'll be able to pull the wool over someone's eyes and have a cheeky read at work as well. But some people just think it's impossible. Some like, oh, I work full time. How am I ever meant to read? Well, look, let's just think about who's the most important person in your life. It's most probably going to be you or if you've got kids, it's probably them. Now, you've got to take care of yourself. And you've got to take care of your kids, right, if you've got kids. So make time for yourself and make time to read. Make it. That's the key word here. You get given 24 hours each day. There is 100% a 15-minute slot in your day when you can read. You just have to find it and it might take some digging. And unfortunately, like with most things in life, it might just take a little bit of effort. Which kind of sucks because, I mean, it would be nice if everything was nice and easy. But it makes it a whole lot sweeter when you know the things that you've been learning. You know? That's all I've got to say on that. This episode, I want to just add a little precursor to it five minutes in. I haven't planned very much. I've just got the books here in front of me that I want to talk about. And I'm going to do a short section on each book that I've found helpful when I was working in the corporate environment and ones now that I think would definitely be helpful for people in a working environment no matter what you're doing. So the first book that I want to talk about is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Now, you might be able to guess from the title but there are seven main points in this book that you need to focus on. I'll read you a few of them and sort of go into them a little bit and how they can help you with work now number one habit one is about being proactive being proactive means just doing the things that no one's asked you to do that is going to set you apart from most people especially in a working environment because I'm going to wager that most people are actually just a bit fucking lazy I certainly was until I started reading and then I started to learn about like being proactive and I was getting things done a lot easier a lot smoother making processes for myself to make things easier as well whilst getting the work done so being proactive it's not about working hard it's about working smart so you're not chasing your tail all the time habit number two in that book is begin with the end in mind and a great exercise here that you can apply to your personal life as well is picture someone at your funeral and they're giving your eulogy they're talking about you and your life and everything that you've achieved think about what you want people to say think about what you want your loved ones to say at your funeral and it's a bit morbid but it kind of shows you what you want in life and acknowledging death is obviously a good thing I've spoken about that before it's something that's spoken about a lot in stoicism is acknowledging your own what's the word there? acknowledging your own mortality, isn't it? Because you are immortal. You will die someday. It's not you're not an immortal. I don't think. You might be, I don't know, but if you are, let me know what the um secret is, cause we could we could make a lot of money. And I'm I just want to be in business with you if you have that secret. So habit three is put first things first i didn't think that was a great one but if you read the book you might take something from it that i didn't habit four and habit five are about your communication and how you work with others so habit four is to think win-win you have to think win-win when you're going into a negotiation if if you're just going in trying to be selfish and trying to take 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 from the world then people will just return the favour and do that to you. And you're not going to get return customers, business or people liking you if you're just trying to win all the time without letting the other person take something from that deal. So you've just got to think win-win. And this book, I think, is brilliant and think everyone should read it. My old company, they used to put it in management training. Some people may not have actually listened to it as well as the others, but it is very, very important. Habit 5 is probably one of my favourites and it's seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that is so important. When it comes to dealing with other humans, just try your best to understand where they're coming from. Don't go into it trying to make them understand you. Do your best to listen, digest and ultimately understand what they're trying to say because it'll pay dividends in the long run. I won't talk about Habit 6, you can read that in the book if you want to, but Habit 7 is sharpen the saw. And I think it was Abraham Lincoln when he says, if you give me eight hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first seven sharpening the axe. Those numbers could be off and that quote could be butchered and it could be by the complete wrong person. But you get the idea. You have to sharpen your tools... If you're in sales, work on your sales. If you, whatever, in fact, if you're a whatever, it doesn't matter what you are, but you want to be an expert in that area. You should take pride in whatever you're doing so that you're the best version of it. You've just got to be the best at the level that you're at. That's how it works. You have to be the best sales agent before you can be the best sales manager you have to just work to the level that you're at just win there and then you'll move up a level and then you win at that level and that's how it works but that doesn't happen without sharpening the tools and sharpening the saw so that is the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey and a link for that will be in the description of the episode if you want to get yourself a copy I recommend it and that is literally my job to recommend books so you should probably listen to me other book i've spoken about this in an episode recently called the go-giver and i would suggest having a listen to that episode but it's by bob berg and somebody else and it is absolutely brilliant it goes back to the whole win-win thing in seven habits about just give more to people the more you give to life the more it will give you back and i can't explain how it works or why it works but that is just the case become a giver if you're i mean it spans beyond work in relationships give as much as you can and you'll get it back obviously if you're not getting it back then probably walk away but listen to the go giver episode or buy the book there's a link in the description now this guy adam grant i'm going to talk about for a moment i've listened to two of his books recently think again and originals now he is a psychologist and he does lots of experiments in the corporate world and he works closely with companies like facebook um instagram which is obviously part of facebook and loads of huge companies and he knows what he's talking about he writes so well And the book Think Again is essentially about agile thinking, so that you're not stuck in your old frameworks. And Originals is about how people set themselves apart from the pack, like all of these companies that are sort of first to market, or the best in the market. So if you want to learn about high achievers, and why they achieve such high things, if you want to be one of those people, then I strongly suggest... Reading to or listening to originals by Adam Grant. But then Think Again is essentially about critical thinking, much like the irrational ape um, in the episode that I spoke to, David Robert Grimes, about that book. You have to be agile in your thinking. You have to be humble in your thinking. If you're at work and you think that you're doing the processes right, but someone thinks you're doing it wrong, who's the right one there? If you think it's you... mm, most of the time it probably isn't going to be we're right a lot less often than we think in life and having the ability to think again having the ability to just stop pushing against a wall that won't move and just change course a little bit is a very admirable trait and when it comes to business it will show people that you are agile and that you are just able to change course and go with the flow a little bit more so that is think again by adam grant once again the link for that book will be in the description of the episode now this book is a bit of a classic and it's by brian tracy and it's called eat that frog the whole concept of this is if you have to eat a frog just get it done in the morning or if you have to eat a few frogs eat the biggest one and the ugliest one first because everything else will seem like a breeze after that so let's think about something in your working day if you sit down at your desk in the morning and emails make you super super anxious and you don't want to bother with them then do your emails first get it out of the way and the whole day will seem so much easier I used to think about Eat That Frog when I was jumping in the cold pool every morning you might have seen that on Instagram I don't know if you don't then it's at a need to read with the number two and not the word I do a hell of a lot of talking on there but just get things out of the way early on that you don't really want to do. The things that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit anxious, do those first. It's so important to get your win of the day in early, that like first win, because it just sets the tone for the rest of the day. And doing stuff that you don't want to do, it does make you feel pretty good, which is surprising. So that is Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy any sort of role that you're in whether you work in a hospital whether you work in a corporate world whether you work in a cafe doesn't matter where you work your mindset is going to take you to the heights that you'll allow it to essentially and having a growth mindset is probably one of the most important things that you can do in life and learning about that is equally as important especially if it's an idea that seems a little bit alien to you So there is a book by Carol Dweck that talks about mindset and guess what it's called? Mindset. A growth mindset is essentially meaning that progress over perfection and that you're continually looking to learn and looking to better yourself. There is no better feeling than progress. I think when people are looking for a sense of purpose in their life, what they're really looking for is a sense of progress and a sense that they're moving in a direction because when you feel stuck that's when people feel claustrophobic in life not necessarily that they're cramped in a small space but they feel that they are metaphorically and that's a difficult position to be in and it's it hurts your feelings feeling stuck but having a growth mindset it will just push you to learn push you to better yourself and push you to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be and if you read that book you'll understand the importance of it and you'll try to adopt that mindset. It will take some time and sometimes it's exhausting to always be pushing and always be learning. But I will take that exhaustion over sort of that feeling of standing still and feeling stuck every day of the week. So that's why Mindset by Carol Dweck is an important book for you to read if you're in business, whatever you're in. Link will be in the description. I'm going to stop saying that after everything now. This is a classic. Um, I always think classics are never really that good, but that was an oxymoron. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Whether you're in sales, whether you're in a a customer-facing role, whatever you're in, having the ability to deal with people is super super important and this will go into your personal life as well one of the main things i took from that book is that the best thing a person can hear is their name so if i'm speaking to you and your name's james i'm like hey james how you doing or oh that's really interesting isn't it james saying someone's name i'm sure there'll be a james listening whose ears will have perked up and like oh that was quite nice it's just super super important don't get the audiobook because it has loads of weird music and I think it's a little bit shit. But How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie is pretty important. This one is a bit of a rogue submission from myself into this list. But The Art of Thinking Clearly by Rolf Tobelli. I've done an episode on this. You can go back and have a listen to it. I suggest you do because it is quite an important one. But he outlines all of the biases and the tricks that your brain play on you sunk cost fallacy when's the right time to leave a job or i've invested too much time into this career i don't want to leave it and then 10 years down the line you regret not leaving at the time you wanted to confirmation bias if you're in a meeting or you someone's told you there's something wrong with your performance and you're just going to look for evidence to tell them that there's not it's going to hold you back it's not going to allow you to actually take note of your shortfalls and progress on them in the correct manner so learning about your brain and the tricks that it'll prey on you and also other people as well because they're no different to you it'll just allow you to have a more well-rounded outlook on the world and especially in business surrounded by idiots by thomas erickson there's an episode with him that i released last thursday go and have a listen to that, he is a brilliant bloke but reading the book is super important he uses the DISC method which is a personality type and I just think whatever you're in work wise understanding people on a grander scale will just be super super important, it will it'll impact the way that you communicate with people via email, face to face it's just super important that you understand people, I think as a, as a general rule Atomic Habits by James Clear is a book that I've put onto this list because it's maybe one of the best books for learning how to build processes and build habits that will just enhance your life. So whatever role you're in, you'll need habits to be more efficient in that role. And this is the best book on habits that there is. There's a reason that it sold cabillions of copies because it is just that good. So if you haven't read it yet, please take the time to read it. Even if you haven't got a job, even if whatever, just read Atomic Habits. It is super, super important and should be a key list on everyone's key reading list. So there are two final books that I'll talk about and one is Essentialism by Greg McEwan. I spoke to Greg early episodes of the podcast i think it's episode 26 but there is also a review of the book and it is essentially a book about choosing what is important to you and that spans into your work in life because a lot of people just do shit for the sake of doing it not that it's even that important for their job role and they just do it to look busy go to meetings for the sake of going to meetings and here's the thing You don't actually have to do everything that your managers ask you, I'm pretty sure. There are a lot of things that you do have to do, but not all of it. So learning to say no and having a firm, pragmatic no come out of your mouth when someone asks you to do something allows you to say yes to things and put more energy into the important things, which will of course eventually get you ahead at work and then the final book is rebel ideas by matthew syed this book is just about the power of diverse thinking and getting people from different backgrounds different experience to join the conversation about whatever it is you're talking about because the grand scale of intelligence we don't fill it all we take up a very very small fraction of the let's call it a rectangle of intelligence and you take up a very small circle in there if you get someone with different experience from a different department to talk about your ideas then it diversifies thought which therefore will make the thought better even if they don't know what they're talking about sometimes it's worth listening to what they say because it's a new idea and it might just work So those are the important books. And look, the links for all of those are in the description of the episode. And I know this has been me just rattling off books for about 20 minutes to you. But I think this is an important episode. And maybe you'll come back to it another day when you start a new job or whatever it is you do. And you'll take something different from it. But the idea essentially is for me to empower you to start reading to get better at your job. I know that there is so much more to life than work and your job and being in an office or doing whatever you're doing. There is so much more to life, but it is an important part of life. It is a really important part of it because it allows you to make money, which allows you to do fun things on the weekend or do fun things before work or do fun things after work or even do fun things in work time by spending money on it. I don't know, maybe you want to earn money to get a subscription to 8-Bull Pool or something like that, you know? I don't care what you do with your money, but for the most part, you kind of have to work to get money. It sucks, honestly. I hate the fact that that's the truth, but that is how capitalism works, and, I mean, capitalism does a lot of good, even though it also doesn't, you know? That That is kind of it one thing I would say and I want everyone to try and do this if you love reading please try and get a book club going in your work if you're a manager try and get a book club going amongst your staff if you're an MD definitely try and get a book club going because the more you empower the people below you or around you the better the ideas the better results that will be in work it will just be super super important and it will just allow for that sort of diversified thought that I was speaking about with rebel ideas I used to when I was working in the corporate environment do presentations on the books that I was reading and I'm not like a public speaking I'm all right at it but of course it's scary I sat in a room with maybe like 20 people talking to them about atomic habits giving them the ideas of the one percent method speaking about Dave Brailsford who was the ...guy who headed up the 1% method for the English cycling team... ...which revolutionised their performance... ...and just skyrocketed their results. And that helped me learn. So if you're a massive reader... ...bring it into your workplace. Tell other people about it. See if you can borrow a team for 10-15 minutes... ...and talk to them about a book and talk about the key ideas... ...because it will certainly make you stand out. And unfortunately if you want to like move ahead you have to be different to everyone else you have to show that you are innovative and you are agile and you want to do things for the company I always talking about people on LinkedIn just sucking each other off when they get new jobs and stuff but it is kind of important that you show that you're willing to work harder than other people and that sucks but it's the truth and that is it I hope I hope that you read one or two of these books or maybe even all of them over the span of the next year and that you start seeing results show in your working life there are so many business books if you own a business that will be able to propel you forward and propel you beyond probably what you ever imagined you'd be able to achieve why not give it a go that's all i'm asking why not give it some thought why not put eight or nine hours into a book and learn something that could change your life forever change your performance change the way that you think about your goals with work and just make you a better more well-rounded person as well as employee or employer who knows but thank you so much for listening it is now time for the book doctor where i ask people to submit their problems and i Prescribe them a book. Now, submissions are always open for this. I need you to send me submissions, otherwise, this essentially doesn't exist. So, please send your submissions to the do- do- book doctor via voice note or voice recording to a need to at com, and I'll get back to you. And if you are selected, then I will send you the book and a book bag and a bookmark for being such a absolute legend. But let's hear it.
1: Okay, so I'll paint a picture for you. I'm on my gap year because I've deferred my university entrance until next year. And I'm trying to make the most of every second of the day because I know this year will fly by so quickly. And obviously being human i can't do something exciting every second of the day or any second of the day it seems um but when i'm not busy i get overwhelmed with this like weird fe- feeling of guilt that i'm not doing enough or other people are having more fun than me or i'm not being productive enough and i really don't like this feeling whatever it is suppose so i suppose i'm asking for a book on How to deal with guilt, or maybe FOMO, or self-acceptance. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, but I am quite confused. Help me book, Doctor.
0: Right, firstly, Anna, you legend, thank you so much for that submission, and I'm going to send you a book bag and a bookmark, and the book that I'm going to recommend you. I think it would be super important for you to read the book of rest. There's been a recent episode on that book with the authors of the book. And here's the thing. My favorite quote from that book is, if only you'd stop looking, you'd see that there is something fundamentally right with you. And it sounds like you might need that sort of drummed in a little bit. Because there's always going to be FOMO, there's always going to be something going on that you want to be a part of that you might not be able to be a part of and that sucks but being able to sort of sit with that and accept that and to be able to calm your mind in that situation is super super important so the book of rest by Gabrielle Brown and James Reeves is super important so I'll send that to you hopefully it helps and I'll look forward to hearing if it does. Thank you very much for listening you absolute legends please don't forget to submit to the book doctor um because obviously without you guys sending me voice notes that is impossible and i love doing that i think it's so cool and also you might get a free book and a book bag out of it so i don't know what what you wouldn't do it for really simple as that that's all i've got for you if you need therapy, which i'm going to wager that you do because i think everyone should the link as always is in the description if you're on apple podcast and you've just got 20 seconds before you put your phone down please head to the review section write a little review or just click on the stars it really really helps me in terms of getting guests on the podcast and of course the better the guests the better the podcast so thank you so much for listening again you're absolute legends and of course Love you, buddy.